Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. Figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there. May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in, in Colorado last month, and people came out from the shows, and that was it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best, and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy, and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleayers.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. Send it to a friend. Tell them to come out. Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit. And so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleayers.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, on today's episode, the incredibly hilarious, uh, just funniest dude, Mike Feeney, has never seen Justice League, and he rewrote it, and we read his script. I'm very excited to take this on. This was like the biggest movie of the year so far, the Snyder thing. Uh, and, and Mike is just so funny. We're joined also by Greg Stone, who loves everything about comic books. And you know was on here uh, a couple months ago. We take on Mike Feeney's script. He has never seen Justice League, but he rewrote it, and we read his script. Um, Mike is wonderful. He, If you like stand-up clips, if you like stand-up at all, this dude is always posting stuff. His album, Rage Against the Routine, was number one on iTunes charts. You can go check that out. Um, he, he He's just been all over. He's so funny, and I'm very excited to have him on here. Love his Justice League take. Love it all. I think you're going to love it as well. Uh, Mike has never seen Justice League. He rewrote it, and we read his script. We are joined by Greg Stone as well. Um, yeah, not a lot of uh, uh, things to be saying. I am a little short on talking at the moment. This thing in my head is uh, getting a little out of control. So I'm kind of minimizing the amount of talking things I'm doing. So we may uh, hit a bump here with new episodes, but that's okay. This one is so funny. Mike is so funny. I'm so happy to be joined by Greg. Mike also has a podcast called The Irish Goodbye Podcast. Uh, that's very funny. You can check that out and listen to it uh, with Mike Cannon as well. He's one of my favorite comedians. Just a good time. He's never seen Justice League. He rewrote it. We read his script. Thank you for listening. Um, if you want to be find any of the stuff in the things, I'm on Discord. If you go with a bunch of never seen it fans hanging out on there, come find us on Discord at fart.kylairs.com. I wish that wasn't the real link, but it is basically just a big message board um, for people to hang out. And I'm also on Patreon posting a bunch of stuff. I had a tour diary from some live shows that I did up at uh, kylespatreon.com. I think I bought that link. That'll take you there. Kyle's Patreon.com. That's kind of what I'm doing a majority of my stuff on these days. Um, 
And, uh, you know, besides this, my favorite thing, never seen it. I also got bonus never seen it stuff up there that I think you'll like. Kyle's Patreon.com. You know, it's pretty cheap. You can go get this tour diary. It's so fun. I'm on the road with Andy Frasco. Um, oh, and I think I'll have another bumper in here again about the Red Rocks show that I'm doing with uh, in Denver, which is crazy. The craziest, biggest, dopest venue in the country. I can't believe I'm telling jokes there. That's May 27th. That's kind of all I got. Coming up, please enjoy uh, uh, Mike Feeney has never seen Justice League, but he rewrote it and we read his script. Thank you uh, so much. I hope you're well. Over your shoulder, is that you? My your left shoulder? Yeah, that's, that's his you. album. Yeah, that's you. That's your album. Oh, oh okay. I thought you were just commenting on my shoulders making a you. I'm like, I don't hey. know. My posture is not great, but Jesus Hey, Mike, if you could work on your posture. Greg, this is how QuickTime works. Mike, this is what your posture needs to be. That's been never seen it, everybody. This is where I fix one minor problem for two of my friends in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah I do it. Well, you'd be correct. I, I am bad posture. Um, but yeah, no, that's my uh, my album. Nice. My first album. Nice. That, uh, I like seeing people's nice walls. Yeah. This will be fun if stand-up comes back and everyone has to bring all of their things that they put behind them just to put on the stage behind them. It'll look like everyone has like a little Comedy Central presents from the late 90s going <laughs> yeah, on. I, love those. I always thought those were so fun. They were. Mark Marin had like a really cool one. It was like he was like in a there was like a backyard or something going on. And mm-hmm. I loved how they would do those. Those Jim were Jim so Gaffigan sweet. had like an old Indiana thing with corn and a fence. And yeah. It was I- I remember um, this wasn't a Comedy Central special, but um, Tim Allen had one where he's just like performing in front of power drills and stuff like that. It was so <laughs> like home improvement. And you're like, man, that was a time where like you want to talk about, I don't know if it's toxic masculinity or just like dads or just the ultimate boomer comedian yeah. being like, why isn't this woman making me a sandwich? Because guys know about Corvettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like standing on a workbench while he does the entire thing. Yeah. And he yeah. says, "Who? what dad? What dad? Is just lighting up. <laughs> it was also a time before comedians um, did pushback to any kind of anybody in the industry. They were like, you're the tool man. We're giving you a tool man thing. And he was like, <laughs> yeah. I guess this is this what I'll be forever now. You know, I mean, Dane Cook performed on a giant two middle fingers thing. At like Madison Square Garden. Do you remember, the, what, remember that's that. called like the ultra finger or whatever? Sufi. The super finger. The Sufi. Super uh, finger. Yeah, super finger. And yeah. he performed on a giant 360 degree super finger. Dude, when I did America's Got Talent with Gary Veter, he was a contestant and the whole thing was that I was like his roommate. Yes. He was, like his whole story was I was his roommate. He was trying to escape him and I was like kind of an acting. What they designed the first time, which I ended up not using, was the idea that he was trying to escape me was they designed a like 400 foot me that I was doing this and Gary was going to be standing on my hand and I have like a mark, a markup of the picture of how they were going to do it. And I went, this will be the greatest thing in the world if yeah. they did it. But they ended up just doing something else, like performing from a taxi <laughs> cab having, or some shit. Having to do sit-ups. <laughs> but yeah, that would have been so much better. Man, that's so fun. The early ideas that always get shot down by like a large network are a really fun thing. But you know, you know, the second one person says that, if any of 90 people along the line aren't on board with giant Greg, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it was their idea. It wasn't even my idea. It was their idea to do it. And they were like, hey, Greg, look the thing we're going to do. And I went, that's a better TV credit than being on the show. Like, <laughs> yeah. be, I'd rather be a stage than be, a, be anything else. That'd be nice to this have, guy- too. That could be your Zoom background. <laughs> yeah. This guy coming to the stage has been a stage on America's Got Talent. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this, yeah. Um, that would have been killer. That would be so fun. Oh well, I think that's what happened. At I saw I saw Cats when yeah. I was in like I did like some musical theater stuff, and I was actually in an opera just after high school. 
Uh, of course and we, we went and saw Cats because it was traveling to like Kansas City. And um, we went to the Starlight Theater in Kansas City and saw Cats. And it's terrible. Cats isn't good, even by like a... No one likes it. That's what I'm getting. Musical theater people don't like it. It's also not like really? a mainstreamy enough fun thing for people who see it like in New York to like it. It's been run... It's just... It's just but at the end... They had a giant cat paw come on as like a metaphor and take, but it was a huge, <laughs> what you're just describing and take the, and everyone's laughing. Everyone was just <laughs> laughing the entire time. And this right. is supposed to be a dramatic ending to this thing, but it's too stupid. It's just too I, stupid. I tried to watch that cat's musical movie. Oh yeah. And I was like, I don't get any of this. Cause I ha I knew all the songs and my mom used to love the soundtrack and we mm -hmm. would listen to it. When we were cleaning and I was like, that it seems like I'm sure it's a great play. And then if you try to watch the movie and I was like, well, how I always, like, I just thought they didn't get it. But I'm like, well, what was good about the play? Like none of this makes any fucking sense. Yeah. It, either not translating or maybe we've all just been lied to about cats. So it's really interesting what you're saying about no one ever actually. Liked I just it. wonder if it was the first time and everyone's like, well, I mean, they're the thing is they sing. <laughs> and like, that's yeah. what I like about this. Yeah, that's I don't know. It was that would happen. Cats and sing. Yeah, yeah. Sure. That, it, then you see like a, I saw like the Book of Mormon, and I was like, well, this is like the best art I've ever <laughs> been near. It's the it's the music is great, and it's funnier than anything I've ever seen to the point where I was like pissed off watching it <laughs> the yeah. whole time. I'm like, that's funnier than anything I could think of. That's funnier than anything. And then they had one joke that sort of didn't make sense. I don't know if you guys have seen the Book of Mormon at any point. I watched it. I haven't. I is it Mike? You saw it? Yeah. It's real oh, great. Man. It's so great, real no. great. And it's, it's great. better than any episode of South Park. It's better than it's so and so there's this one joke that like a dude's name is kind of fun and it doesn't it's like kind of grating and it doesn't mesh and then it pays off in the end of the 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 musical. It got a, a joke got a standing ovation. <laughs> and I was like these fucking guys. They're not even here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the guys who made it imagine if they went to everyone <laughs> and bowed but like, <laughs> it was so yeah. good and Dude, then it just it, it made it hard to watch other musicals because the music is also great i i watched like i i went to you know plays when i was a kid i saw like Les miz and uh you know phantom of the opera all of, like the classic one i think i saw like tommy like the who's you know version <laughs> yeah. of that. Um, yeah. my family was big into that soundtrack and stuff so we saw all those things so like i got to like see all these dramatic plays but then i got to see the producers with uh when it was nathan lane and matthew broderick wow. and i remember what a show. yeah I, my dad took me to see that and i remember just being blown away because not only was it a comedy but like they were cursing in it which Whoa, was yeah. like which was i think i you know i was in high school so it was blowing my mind that they were right. like it was like dirty humor and edgy and i was like this fucking rocks i was like is this yeah. what theater is <laughs> i was like <laughs> yeah. way in <laughs> it does sometimes take a while to realize that is what it can be and what a right. lot of the ones everyone likes the most are yeah right but god was cats terrible i don't know how, <laughs> why we started talking about cats so much but it was what I even saw like Madam Butterfly and they were singing in another language and that was better than cats. And that's wow. not live, so it's not like I knew what they were saying. And I could follow it more because I was like, yeah. that guy clearly hates that guy. He's been pointing at him. But during <laughs> cats, like they don't even have thumbs. I don't know who's pointing at what. Yeah. I saw okay. Greece in eighth grade and it was like the first play I'd ever seen. And it was so good that I was like, am I gonna like gonna like this? And it was just amazing. I'm like, oh I get it, it's Greece, right? It's just pretty standard, but like it would blew me away as an eighth grader. I'm like, well, if this is Greece, what's, you know, like Les Mis or whatever, yeah. or Phantom of the Opera. But then you just find out like cats, they just suck. And you just like John Travolta and Italian people. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know what I anyway. Like, oh, it turns out what I liked most was 
the Greece. (laughs) (laughs) Apropos of this podcast, I've never seen Greece in any of its forms. Oh, I I I don't know if I have. I mean, I know the songs. You know what you should watch is I had just seen this two weeks ago. Saturday Night Fever is fucking insane. I want to watch that because I watched the Bee Gees doc and I'm like all about Saturday Oh, I heard Night that Fever. Bee Gees doc was great. I, this is, we're so removed from now. I'm like, I listened to a story about the doc about the people who did the soundtrack for what Greg is saying. And the story yeah. I listened to was okay. <laughs> um, but it's crazier than you remember. Does it hold up? Is it good or is no, it just like it's nuts? so far from holding up that it's amazing. Like the main <laughs> character beats women. Like I think a guy like gets thrown off a bridge. Like rape happens three times. The movie isn't about rape, but rape happens. I'm pretty sure three times during in the movie, and it's never really mentioned. It's like I'm pretty sure the ra- the main character just rapes somebody. John Travolta, and it's like it's so this is just what the seventies were. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's literally about staying alive. I just watched Aliens for the first time last night, and it does hold up. It was a great. Then I, I want to get into that franchise. I've the this is some people are really obsessed with that, and my friend Todd, who's on this podcast a lot, who's a filmmaker, is obsessed with Aliens. And I tell him the only thing I've seen is Prometheus, and he's like, yeah. "Buddy, you just ruined a lot of stuff." Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I've never seen Alien or Aliens or Alien Three, um, or even the new one with like Danny McBride was in an Alien movie, and it feels like I want to watch the rest of them just to get to that. Yeah, I watched Alien, which is like more of a horror movie, slow burn. Then I watched Aliens, which is James Cameron. That's like an action bang, mm-hmm. blow em up thing. That and that was awesome too. But I didn't see the rest of them. But it is, uh, it is hilarious to see how like some of these '80s, like whenever they make the actual effects, uh, are awesome. But then when they use the CGI ones, are always just like so. You could tell they're like, or they could just tell they're like miniatures on a green yeah. screen. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. so clearly fake. It's I hilarious. was really late to Terminator Two. I just watched those last year, Terminator One and Terminator uh, Two. Terminator Two is best Terminator Two ever. is so great. Right. I was that, wondering, is it was it good for so you to watch good, it last but year? But there is like okay. a couple times where the the guy is like CGI'd, and you're just like, it feels like like a Game Boy cut scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. But Terminator Two is so good. That James Cameron can do Avatar for the rest of his life, I don't care. Like right. Terminator Two is so good, <laughs> yeah. he, gave he could his. he could do what he could make Titanic versus Avatar, and I wouldn't like be upset. You know that would actually be dope. I but, mean, like, what I you're saying be sounds upset. like an awesome movie. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you make I'm a movie in. that's so good, you can do whatever you want forever. Yeah, and that's that one is 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 just too great. It's like if a friend saves your life, he could wear his shoes on your carpet. You know, it's yeah. like you never have to take your shoes off anymore. You yeah. got me out of that ticket. Imagine, like, can you take your shoes off? He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I just these are the same shoes I had on when I pushed you out of the way of that bus. I thought yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Do you know what doesn't hold up? Because uh, I had just recently, I had never watched all of the Sopranos, but I had seen a bunch of episodes. Anyway, the mom dies like early oh. on. <laughs> And they put her in like an episode. And I remember it looking amazing as a kid. I was like, wow, I didn't even know. But now your eye is so attuned to what bad CGI is. Whereas back then you didn't know bad CGI. So you didn't realize that it was weird. You look at it now. It's like so blatantly that they just took scenes from another episode that she was another already in. episode. And cut them over. And she, it's, she's like, that's why I hate my son. And it's like, he's talking to you. It's so weird. You got it's so bad. James Gandolfini felt like a fucking idiot shooting the one side of these scenes then they're like okay now we're going to cut back to season one episode four where she says my son is dead so then you have to say can i have a coke mom and then 
<laughs> I'd watched The Sopranos with my girlfriend. She'd never seen it. And I never realized that the actress had died and that they had just done that because it looked so cool to me when I watched it for the first. I didn't think about right. it. Or I'm watching with her. The second it shows up, she goes, why is this weird CGI old scene in here? <laughs> and I was like, what? And then we look it up. She's like, she died. I'm like, oh, I hate. Had, I didn't know. That's how dumb I was watching this. Right. But it looks terrible. It's bad. It Ugh. looks like they shot it on a different camera. It None of it fits. It's it's like, yeah. Sometimes she you looks see like, like a South Park character. Like it they put it in a does. character. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Yeah. Oh, man. It's weird is that they had shit on people for putting Princess Leia in Rogue One right after she had died. Like, they CGI'd mm-hmm. her face. And people were like, that's fucked up. That was like the first time they had done that. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize the Sopranos had done it 20 years before. And there was no like hubbub about putting a dead person. I think people just didn't really notice. Right. People were so ready to be mad at the Star Wars thing that the second she showed up, everyone's like, I knew I'd be able to tell. It's like, yeah, she famously (laughs) died. Yeah. Like if they put JFK in a movie now, I wouldn't be like, is that him? Yeah. Is this is this stock footage they got? They're cutting his son. Maybe it's his son. I don't know. I you know off off the alien thing. This is what you were talking about, Kyle. The same thing happened to me with Star Wars that it got where I like jumped too far ahead because I right when I was whatever like in middle school was when um, Episode One I think was first going to come out or something Mm. like that. And I don't know anyone that I knew that was into Star Wars at the time was like, "No, dude." Don't watch the first three there because they're coming out with three more and that's going to be like the prequels. So watch episode one and then two and then three and then go back. Watch the first three that were made. Then you can watch them in that order. And I'm like, oh, wow. So then I watched episode one and I was like, okay. I was like that Darth Maul guy, pretty fucking badass, but I don't really know. Then the second one, I'm like diminishing returns. And then I think the third one, is that the one where it's just... Hayden Christensen like whining for almost three hours. Whatever that one was, the what whatever that one was was the one where I was like, and I'm out, and I'll never get to see the original three again because I just can't <laughs> commit to seven more hours of this now. Yeah. So there's a I've done I have a system to watch Star Wars. <laughs> okay. And it's based on what you're saying. There, what you the way you need to watch Star Wars is Rogue One, right? Because it's hands down maybe the best Star Wars movie, but time has great. Yeah, time hasn't presented us with enough to say that this is the best. Then you watch A New Hope, this which is the first original one, Empire Strikes Back. Then at the end of Empire Strikes Back, you go back and you watch episode two and then episode three, right? Because then what you're doing is at the end of, uh, spoiler alert, at the end of Empire Strikes Back, he says... Before uh, you Luke. say the spoiler, this movie came out in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, at the at the end of Empire Strikes Back, he says, "Luke, I am your father." So that's where you learn I've heard that before. It's his. Yeah, you learn that Darth Vader's his father, and then you go back and watch the two prequels, which shows you why he did the things he did. Then you, after you watch those two prequels, you watch Return of the Jedi. Uh, then you watch, uh, and in my opinion, you can watch um, all. Eight seasons of Clone Wars, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then Episode One, and then get into Mandalorian and all your fun shit. But like to me, the best Star Wars is Clone Wars, the cartoon, Rebels, and the original tri- and Mandalorian and the trilogy. Is Rogue trilogy. One? Which one's Rogue One? Is that Episode One? Complete stand. It's a standalone. Oh. Uh, not not within the numeric nine. Rogue right. One is a um, 
a really wonderful it's a heist movie that exists in the star wars universe that right uh, i feel like it's even better if it informs like I, I don't know like if you have a deep star wars knowledge i bet it does a lot of like nods and information that makes it even even better they tend to be good at that well it makes the new i'm so sorry i was like itching at the i was sweating to start talking just now i don't know if you saw that <laughs> i was drooling to be like be done be done so i can go yeah sorry kyle but that, that's, that's okay what, i get very excited what if i'm like yeah no episode. it's the star war <laughs> like how adults would call everything a nintendo <laughs> yeah star war episode fun is that what it is yeah. uh rogue one happens moments before a new hope happens so it leads directly into that movie and the one issue that happened in a new hope that people had like a major issue with was that like they built the death star and they just found this like event that you drop a bomb in it and it'll blow the whole thing up. And yeah. everyone was like, why would you do that? That's so dumb. Rogue One geniusly explains why that happened and it was on purpose and like makes the original movie a better movie. A New Hope is kind of boring. It holds up, but it's kind of boring because it's like the first one. Rogue One makes it a better movie. In my I opinion. saw A New so. Hope as an adult. I watched all of them to see the little, what was, I guess, episode eight. And I had never seen any of them leading into that. And oh, I thought yeah. I watched a new hope for, I went in like the order that they were released in theaters. Yeah. And I remember watching a new hope and being like, God, he is fucking lucky that uh, Harrison Ford is cool. Like that's how <laughs> I felt leaving watching. I'm like, this is a, it's fun and good. And I didn't get the impact of like, this was the, nothing had really existed of this quality. That was a huge blockbuster, blah, blah, blah. And it's like coming off the tales of like jaws being a, a summer movie. Everyone goes to season, all this sort of stuff. But I was like, man, all of the acting is so bad, except Harrison Ford, who is good, but mostly cool. Yeah. And then it's... All it's about being cool. He's so fucking cool. And then he's just cool for 17 movies in two franchises. <laughs> well, wait till you get into Aliens, buddy, because fucking Sigourney Weaver is just a badass. As, she's just yeah. the most bad... I don't know what where she's been, but she was just on top of the world. And there's some other, like... You know, very like butch lesbian chick who does Spanish, who's doing like pull ups, and she's like a very overtly tough woman. And you're like, boy, she just walked so Michelle Rodriguez could run. I mean, it's a percent wow. just yeah. definitely. She was fast, so Michelle Rodriguez could be furious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kyle, I'd never fully watched Alien. Um, I fully watched Aliens, but side project alert if you want to watch them. We could talk about them. Let's do it. I would. Uh, I would do that because I've never seen Prometheus, and I'd heard it's actually good. But it's Aliens like, is awesome. Prometheus is right in the ball, awesome. the wheelhouse of movies I like, where everyone thought it was too long and too boring, and yeah. uh, it missed trying to take on really large issues. And I like movies that are like, what about existence? Like they try and too. answer existence, right? And everyone watched it, and they're like, come on. I'm like, well, what do you I think it is? You write right. existence, then. Because the Bible tried it, and you hate that. <laughs> Actually, you love that. Most yeah, people yeah, love, the, love Bible, the Bible, and it's probably not as good as Prometheus. I bet you'll love Prometheus when it's 2017 years old. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I would argue that it's 2021 right now. But Oh, no. The Bible was made in four. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know edition one was finished in four? <laughs> Actually, it makes a lot of sense because he wasn't. Okay, never mind. It's a I mean, lot this is of writing. Episode. I don't mean it was to... written by uh, George R. R. Martin, so it took four years <laughs> yeah. after the events took place to finally churn the book out.
Well, this is crazy because what you haven't seen for today, Mike, fits right into what we're talking about. Franchises, large events, huge misses. And this is probably the most um, culturally touched on movie of this year when movies are given to us in a much different manner. So you've never seen the seen the Justice League and you specifically put the Zack Snyder cut in your exact script. Yeah. And, uh, and I want to also preface this by saying I've never seen... The only superhero movies I've seen, I did Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man's. I've talked to Greg at length about this. Mm -hmm. Then I went to Christopher Nolan's Batman's and then missed everything and saw Into the Spider-Verse with Greg. And then that's been it. So that's my whole... I've missed every Avengers, every Justice League, every other Spider-Man after Tobey. I have... Zero like frame. every story based, you're missing the universes, I guess, is what we can say. Yeah, I tried to watch, I think, one of the Avengers, like the first Avengers on a plane, and it was like so. As intended. It was so, yeah, on a two inch screen, and it was so, <laughs> it was like the dialogue was so comedically bad in the first 10 minutes, even during this massive fight scene, and like, you know, and John, Robert Downey Jr you know, talking to a therapist about his parents or something. And then, and but it, it was on such a small screen, it couldn't, I couldn't get past the bad dialogue to be like, cool, yeah. bang, bang, blow him up, you know? So I, I I checked out. It uh, So I remember when the Avengers came out, I went and saw it in Union Square on the Thursday or Friday that it came out. And this has nothing to do with anything, but it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in a movie theater. The trailers, it's packed. Remember Avengers made the most money every, anything ever when it came out? It's packed. And I'm there with my friend Brian. And we all have a friend who doesn't, it doesn't really do stand-up, but is funnier than anyone we've ever known. And that's yeah. who Brian is. He's the funniest person I've ever met. So Brian's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Right as the trailer start. The trailer start, there's no sound. <laughs> there's no sound. So Brian's sitting there, I'm sitting there. We're like halfway into one trailer, there's no sound. Brian gets up to leave. And everyone's like murmuring. There's no audio. This is right. fucked. Second trailer, no audio. And there's a million trailers because this is Avengers. Third right. trailer, no audio. There's no sound. In the middle of the fourth trailer, audio kicks on. In the middle of it. Brian comes walking back from the bathroom and everyone starts clapping because they think he left <laughs> to get the audio. Brian walks to the front of the screen and starts giving everyone a wave and takes a bow in front of the screen like he did something and then puts like both hands up like a politician entering a rally yeah. and then takes a big bow and comes and sits down. He goes, what happened? Like he had no idea. He wasn't paying enough attention to know there was no sound. Wow. He, goes, I, he goes, I took forever in the bathroom. I thought I saw Zach Braff. So I followed this guy and it wasn't Zach Braff. <laughs> Wow. Terrific. Can I tell you a kind of similar story? It's a oh, little yeah. similar, but it's, 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 uh, I am, uh, I'm on a plane. Uh, I wake up and everyone is clapping. And I was like, what, what did I do? What did I miss? Was there a, was there maybe, maybe we dived and didn't? I don't know. Uh, the guy next to me goes, You were snoring so bad, <laughs> keeping everyone up that I elbowed you and just woke you up. And they're all clapping for me. <laughs> I felt so bad. Anyway, I got a CPAP machine after that. We got my sleep apnea. Oh, I would have been mortified. So you should, I yeah. That would be the stand up and wave. Oh, yeah. 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 
you had your wild. moment. God, so here's the thing. So I I never saw the I never saw the Justice League. I didn't even know who was in the Justice League versus the Avengers. So the only research I did was I typed Justice League into Google and looked at the movie poster trailer. Yeah, and I think I tipped you off that Superman was in it and led to this. <laughs> yeah, I was like I was like yeah I would, I've seen Superman. And you're like okay, so Superman's in it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean there's there's some there's some people that I definitely have never heard of that were that are in this uh in this group but yeah and there's so much to break down about the justice league and Zack snyder's justice league and all of this i would like i think we should do the script first before i don't want to tip into potential never seen spoiler territory so mike generally we have our guests will do the exposition all the wall to wall and all that and then you can cast that however you'd like to cast it um okay i guess i should have casted this before no no this we always cast it on that oh okay um, I gotta fill. I gotta fill forty-five minutes. Mike, for <laughs> casting this on the podcast. All right, uh, Jesus Christ. And then, Mike, if you could just read us everything in your room. And uh, <laughs> yeah. um, Greg, you gotta be Batman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's why. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, Kyle, uh, you can be Aquaman and Cyborg. Um. Uh. You can also play parts and oh okay, I, I'll do stuff. I'll be I'll be Steppenwolf and uh, and one of you whoever wants to be Wonder Woman. Uh, Greg, you, you got one part. You want to be Wonder Woman? Yeah, sure. be Wonder okay. Woman. And then I don't know if this is a spoiler. But... Oh, you can cast it while it happens. If, oh, if you okay. Wanna lay, lay cool, for when cool. It happens we'll, as well do that. We'll get to that. I guess this is great. It's Fred Durst, everybody. <laughs> He's in it, dude. Part of me wants to just. I, I, I wish I had known earlier. I would have brought out all of the action figures for those people and just aimed my camera, and we could have talked and moved them around as we were speaking. <laughs> That's okay. I'm more than down to give it another read. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we got to so see you. So you're so Greg's Batman, uh, Kyle's Aquaman, right? And and mm. what did I say? What else? I don't even remember. Greg who is I Wonder said. Woman. I'm Cyborg. And then oh, the Flash. Someone's got to be the Flash. You could be the Flash if you want. I'll be the Flash and Steppenwolf, and then you guys. There's two other characters that come in that you guys can both cool. be. Okay, <clears throat> all right, here we go. Um, never seen it. Justice League, Zack Snyder cut, which I got to tell you means less than nothing to, to me, except I know that it's longer. So um, that's why I made a longer script than most. Okay. It's going to be incredible to watch like a vein on Greg's forehead just bulge up as he <laughs> well, holds things in. That's why I'm That's why I'm so happy that you yeah. got Greg to this because like Greg and Evan Williams are the only two people I could think of on the planet that are going to, that would get more like <sighs> while we do, while I do this. Just you were like, like do you guys want me to share the script? If are you able to pull it up on your computer? I, I have it. I'm pulling it up now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I oh. think this will be a thing where it might. This might cause irreparable damage to Greg and I's friendship. <laughs> well, what you just said about Avengers and the dialogue really <laughs> teased know, me. I like, knew he was holding it in from that. I, I did. I went, you're like the, the dialogue was so bad. I'm like, I saw Greg's collarbone like puff up. <laughs> I just snapped. <laughs> I just went pop pop. Like, um, um, okay. Yeah. So right, here we go. Fine. <laughs> Now I must destroy something you love. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going uh, to stab Derek Jeter. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? Okay, here we go. Uh, 
Interior, superhero lair, inside a cave, day. The world's greatest superheroes, Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, and Cyborg, sit at a giant, round, stone conference table and have a meeting. It's an impressive table, one that makes you question how it got into the lair to begin with. There's no way this was an Amazon order. Even if it was, no one could deliver it without disclosing the secret location. It has to be custom-made. Etsy, perhaps? But again, the same delivery issue persists. Maybe it's a P.O. Box situation? The Snyder Cut focuses on this and this alone for the first 45 minutes. <laughs> it turns out Wonder Woman has a brother, Nick, who has a side hustle as a carpenter. He offered to do it for free in exchange for some promotional Instagram photos. It was a good deal for Nick, even though you know he took a bath on the raw materials and labor. Batman still hasn't made a post about it. Nick tried posting an Instagram story about the table and tagged Batman as a subtle, hey, you never held up your end of the bargain reminder. Batman saw it and hearted it, but didn't restore it. Kind of a weird power play. Nick can't do anything about it. I mean, the guy's Batman. Nick asked Wonder Woman if she could help, but she just started this job but doesn't feel comfortable making waves. Anyway, back to the meeting. Batman. I've assembled you all here because we can't save the world alone. Even though that's exactly what, even though that's, I'm going to take that again. (laughs) (laughs) I've assembled you all here because we can't save the world alone. Even though that's exactly what we've all been doing forever until now. This, uh, this feels forced, right? Like when you see a rom-com with a bunch of celebrities in it, you know, it can't possibly be good. Listen, without us, you don't even get your own movie. Yeah. Some of us are just happy to be here. See a robot. That's okay. the spirit. <laughs> Batman Sorry. has a moment of realization. Wait, wait. Should you be here, Cyborg? You seem more like a cameo than a supporting character. I don't even know what you do. No one does, but I look cool as hell, and good luck trying to remove a POC from your movie, you rich white guy. Batman panics. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I was just thinking out loud. I support the movement. <laughs> the other members cringe at Batman's woke overcorrection. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Let's get let's, back. Uh, oh, sorry. You're a Wonder Woman. Sorry, go for it, Greg. Sorry. Let's get back. Let's get back on track. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> She's Greek. <laughs> like we're Italian. Let's, let's get back on track. What are we doing here? Thank, thank you, Wonder Woman, for that beautiful. Beautifully forced exposition presents in every single one of our. Thank you, Wonder Woman, for that beautifully forced exposition pre- present in every single one of our movies. Batman points to a forty-foot-tall screen that has his PowerPoint presentation. Ugh, PowerPoint, really? <sighs> PowerPoint, really? He snaps at the flash. Grow up. Go run around the earth a few times while the real superheroes talk. The Flash sinks low in his chair, embarrassed by that wildly effective burn. (laughs) As you know, Superman is dead, which I know sounds crazy, but I fought him. And honestly, not as hard as you think. Who killed him? Step in, Wolf. The late 60s counterculture band who had such hits as Born to Ride and Born to be Wild and Magic Carpet Ride? The very same. And there's zero chance Superman returns later at the exact moment it looks like we're going to lose to Steppenwolf, right? Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and the Flash laugh at Cyborg. They struggle to catch their breath. (laughs) Sure. 
<laughs> Exterior City Day. A citywide battle is underway. We see large-scale destruction, buildings collapse, and active fires. The Justice League tries to fight off Steppenwolf, four men in their late 80s who still wear denim <laughs> jeans and black leather jackets. They are just the band Steppenwolf, but for some reason, they're each 50 feet tall. They only talk in Steppenwolf song lyrics. The local army and police are shooting at Steppenwolf, but just like their hits, they're bulletproof. <laughs> Steppenwolf drummer. We were born to be wild! Steppenwolf steps on a children's hospital. Oh no, they just destroyed a children's hospital. We all just saw that, Cyborg. Not every moment needs to be explained. <laughs> you say that now, but you watch. People will get confused. The Flash jumps in. I have an idea. Aquaman, help me. The Flash runs over, uh, runs over with Aquaman to the bassist and drummer of Steppenwolf who are too busy with the incoming gunfire to notice them. Steppenwolf bassist. Fire all your guns at once and explode into space. He grabs <laughs> an army tank and throws it into space. Aquaman and the Flash tie Steppenwolf's bassist and drummer's shoelaces together and stand back. The bassist falls to the ground and shatters his hip on impact. He unleashes a hellish scream as he dies. The drummer falls onto a dynamite factory that just... <laughs> so happens to be in the center of this major metropolis. The drummer explodes and it lights up the sky, presenting a visually cool moment that could only be ruined by a forced bad pun. And boom goes the dynamite. Damn it. <laughs> Great idea, Flash. Let's try that again. The Flash runs over to the Steppenwolf's guitarist and singer's shoes and makes a startling discovery. Oh no, they're wearing Velcro. Damn. <laughs> We gotta find another way to stop them. How about the strong and dependent woman technique? I'm on it! <laughs> Wonder Woman flies towards the two remaining members of Steppenwolf as they destroy what's left of the city. She's able to juke and avoid oncoming debris. Steppenwolf's guitarist grabs an entire Persian rug factory and holds it over his head. Why don't you come with me, little girl, on a magic carpet ride? He hits Wonder Woman flush with the building and it crashes to the ground. A giant dust cloud engulfs the area. It was a used Persian rug factory. The Steppenwolf guitarist, having never seen a superhero movie, assumes she's dead and goes back to destroying the city. Wonder Woman blasts out of the rubble and speeds towards the Steppenwolf guitarist at Mach 10. She uses her most important moment in the movie to comment on socio-political issues. This is why for women who are victims of the wage gap and the predatory nature of the American work environment, also for women of color. I see you queens, even though I'm historically been a, even though I've historically been a white woman, I will appreciate your struggle as my own. <laughs> she, 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 <laughs> she uppercuts the guitarist with such force that he goes flying into space. The rest of the Justice League has an embarrassingly forced group realization. Wow. I guess women really can do anything they set their minds to. <laughs> the rest of the men agree, shocked, albeit informed. Just then, the last remaining member of Steppenwolf, the lead singer, conjures up a storm. I like smoking lightning, heavy metal thunder. He uses his naturally raspy voice to control the lightning bolts, which strike Aquaman, Batman, The Flash, Wonder Woman, and Cyborg. They all fall to the ground, and they are paralyzed in place by consistent lightning bolts. Batman struggles to speak while being electrocuted again and again. He turns to Cyborg. Yeah. I lost my place. <laughs> Just top of page, page six. six. <laughs> I don't get it, Cyborg. <laughs> why is his lightning able to penetrate my bat suit? And why can't the Flash outrun the lightning? Cyborg also being struck over and over again by lightning. 
well, 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 now look who needs some exposition to explain the situation we're in. <laughs> I'm sorry, all right. Just fucking tell me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Eat the lightning bolts contains our one true weakness. It's super vague as to what that is or how they managed to harness it, but it's just a major plot hole we're going to have to accept. All right. I now understand perfectly for some reason. <laughs> the Who the fucking do? <laughs> Steppenwolf singer amps up the, in- the intensity on Wonder Woman's lightning strike. She looks as though she's dying. She struggles to keep her eyes open. Close your eyes, girl. Look inside, girl. Let the sound take you away. Wonder Woman is killed. We can only assume it's because the director is a male and insecure. <laughs> Wonder Woman, no! <laughs> the rest of the Justice League looks... Looks like they're about to perish. They're fading oh, fast. Just, just then, Spider-Man <sighs> comes swinging in. Kyle, oh, take it God. away. <laughs> oh, did anybody order a snarky teen from Queens? Woohoo! <laughs> he shoots Steppenwolf Singer in the face with his web, which momentarily stops the lightning attacks. The Justice League is still too weak to stand up, but Batman talks through labored breath. Spider-Man, thanks. But this is a Justice League only thing. How did Batman say Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Harvey Spider-Man. Attorney of law. Spider-Man saddened. But I made a super cool entrance to save your lives. You're all going to die if I don't. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Yeah, we're good. Thanks. Are you sure? Oh my God, yes. Just go. Spider-Man sighs and sad swings back towards Queens. Yeah, I just want to say for the record, not that cool of an entrance. Yeah, it wasn't even a pun. Steppenwolf Singer regains his strength and this time uses double the lightning bolts to attack the Justice League. They're all on death's doorstep. I guess this is the end. Start a very, very long slow motion sequence where we see all our heroes writhing in pain, crying and dying. Do this for close to 15 minutes. We even reuse some of the shots because, hey, fuck you. We only have one breath left, assuming no one comes to save us. God damn it, Cyborg. <laughs> Just then, Superman comes flying in. Oh, why, nice. is, why is he alive again? Who cares? It's fucking Superman, dude. He uses his heat ray laser vision to counteract and stop the lightning. This is not how you stop lightning, but it just looks so fucking cool. He then flies towards the Steppenwolf singer and punches him directly in the throat. A devastating blow for someone whose livelihood depends <laughs> on their signature voice. Steppenwolf singer stumbles backwards as he chokes. He scales a skyscraper in hopes of evading. Superman. I climb so high, I never want to die. Superman, in a true how badass am I moment, uses his cold breath to freeze Steppenwolf into a 50-foot block of ice and then punches it into 10,000 pieces. He then uses his heat vision to turn the ice particles into a light mist that cascades over the city. Totally cool and totally badass. Superman rejoins the Justice League on the ground, who are just getting their strength back, and uh, and, uh, uh, Kyle, do Superman too. You didn't have enough parts. Where's Wonder Woman? Was that a good suit? Okay. She's dead. <laughs> Superman scoffs at Aquaman's ridiculous claim. This is why you only have one movie. Where is she? They point to Wonder Woman, who is super dead on the ground. Superman flies over to her, uses his healing factor, and suddenly she's back to normal and totally chill. Thank you, Superman! God, she's getting like, so much crazier as this goes on. <laughs> Thank you, Superman. I still think you're part of the problem as a cis white male, but for today, well, I guess you're okay. Hey, that rhymed. 
Batman, <laughs> Superman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, uh, and Aquaman all together. Uh, shut, shut up, up Cyborg. cyborg. Uh, the group shares a laugh. The credits hit. Halfway through the credits, we see a teaser. Interior, office, day, Wonder Woman, and Batman talk. Hey, this is awkward, but my brother Nick said you still hadn't reposted the table on your Instagram. <laughs> Sorry about that. Someone else runs my social media, so I don't really have control over that stuff. Ow, no problem. I'd be happy to reach out to them. What's their name? Uh, I think they're on vacation now, but uh, let's circle back. <laughs> this is like a, in a few weeks. We'll come back to it. Batman walks away, close up on Wonder Woman, who angrily and suspiciously squints her eyes. And superimpose Batman vs. Wonder Woman, Fall 2021. <laughs> the end. What table, Mike? Great. <laughs> what table is she selling? I'm talking about the table from the beginning that they were at the lair that oh. the, uh, the brother <laughs> oh, Sweet, sweet. Of course. Of course. That is such a funny table. thing to think about. I always wonder who, like, when I watch the Avengers and they have the great script, by the way. Great, great script. Great script. Thanks. Great, um, fun. great fun. I want to, like, when you watch the Avengers compound, I know that Tony Stark is so rich, like, richer than rich, like, Infinity dollars and resources, mm -hmm. and I guess everyone knows he's Iron Man. I guess the never mind. Now that I talk it out, the Avengers are all pretty. Everyone kind of knows who they are, so they could probably just go build it. Never mind. My point. I talk myself out. But what of about it. the Justice League, though? <laughs> Does everyone know who Superman? I I don't quite know where the extent of. I guess they didn't like establish the realism. There, so there's some cool. science in DC that they work on. That like one is ours for Superman. I think is pretty pretty well known. Is that He's from a place where his environment pretty much is much tougher on you. Mm -hmm. So when he came to Earth, the yellow, our yellow sun and our environment is so much easier that he has essentially super strength. So it's like people of Krypton are like working with ankle weights. It's like a really lives. extreme example of how you would walk on the moon. Yes, yes. And then the Flash has this speed force thing, which was like clearly someone read about light speed and went, oh, none of this works if we're doing speeds this fast. So like if the flash was running at his speed and touched you, not only would the person, not only would you explode, but the earth would explode. <laughs> so then they wrote in the speed force, which is just the thing of like, oh, that's just magic that allows you to do things like uh, like there's a lot of like time. Right. It's like a, this is a rule that means everything adjusts loopholes. Because right. wouldn't the flash be stronger than everybody? The Flash is one of the pretty much most powerful superheroes. Um, but when he's like up to it, like he can go back in time. Uh, yeah, the fact that he can do that would make him is like he can give you a flash punch that'll knock you into left field, you know, because it's like with that kind of momentum. Uh, but yeah, he pretty much is when they want him to be. That's um, and what does Cyborg do? Because I got to be honest, never yeah. even heard of Cyborg before this. Cyborg is like the most useful superhero to today's age. Cyborg is essentially like he can like, talk to any computer and media. It's, it's all social media. He can get you as many likes as you want. Uh, <laughs> He's good at he knows, dances. <laughs> he is the algorithm. Like he can just like plug into the internet <laughs> and uh, power strong. Well, first of all, he's like a robot, so he's got the strength, mm -hmm. and he's all like he can like his machine make weapons in his body. That's the basic shit. But the real thing is he can plug into the internet and look through any camera that exists. Whoa. He can transfer any money from any bank account. Like he can do anything that is internet oh, wow. related. So he's, so he's like, like a robot. Yeah. He's like super strength, but also like '90s movie hack levels of like he. See, they didn't. 
He did just, he didn't have a movie. He just well, showed up. Do Snyder, Snyder Cut is essentially the cyborg movie. That's kind of like, people didn't realize that in the old Justice League, the first one, it sucked. In this one, they were like, no, this is like a cyborg movie where they kind of explain that and make it cool. I do want to argue that cyborg doesn't talk like a robot. He just talks like a teen. Uh, <laughs> okay. I didn't, I didn't want to say anything because I, I didn't see Justice League. <laughs> well, if, we're, if we're going off realism, I have some questions about Wonder Woman's, uh, you know, voice from, from, uh, from yeah, fucking all in the family. Cyborg voice was off, but Wonder Woman does <laughs> own a diner in Long Island City. <laughs> Archie, yeah, it was you look like she's always disappointed at her son for marrying someone not Greek. That's how you sound. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if I if we're being real, she's Anthony DeVito's mother. I just played, I just did an impression of actual Anthony DeVito's mom. <laughs> Anthony, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, uh, it was um, that it's was one of the that. same things that always come up with the power. Uh, DC seems to have more balanced power, aside from Superman, who just seems invincible but also died, but didn't die. But they. The, that's one thing I've talked about with you, Greg, before is the, the power levels like this in Marvel are so one of them is Thor and one of them is Hawkeye. And that's such right. a different, and they address it in the last Avengers movie where Hawkeye's like, look, I know I am not as strong as you guys. Like he's just like, right. I know I can't do this, but I still am friends with people who have died. And it, it's just DC seems a little more balanced where it's like everyone is really, really strong. And then Superman is the literal super uh, and elite. Well, I have this argument well, with Brendan Sagalow a lot too, where it's like, you know, especially there's the whole Superman versus Batman's and things like that, which I haven't seen those movies, obviously, but just the idea of like, you know, it's like, well, Superman could, I mean, so well, Batman can outsmart Superman. You're like, yeah, but if Superman just goes up into like the atmosphere and just floats there or whatever, and then just uses his laser fucking thing when Batman's just chilling as Bruce Wayne asleep without his bat suit on. It's like, it's over. Like he, how I don't understand how it's a comparable thing, but they're like, yes, but what you're not remembering is Batman's rich. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, then we got ourselves a fight. So Batman like, has a cop kill Superman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in deep. He's in, uh... Well, to what you were saying, I have to address both of these topics. I'm still... <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Pretty... Go ahead. No, I was going to say your face is beat red, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reality is, yes, Superman can kill Batman pretty much at any time. But the thing about that is the, the story is how Batman is always so well prepared and that like seeing the underdog win, he is the underdog and he's the only guy who's just a man who could probably take Superman. He also could, if Batman needed to, he could kill Superman if he wanted to, like he could trick it. But if Batman just goes crazy immediately, and then just like you know, just decides to fucking Superman punch him. Batman's got no chance. But if Batman has a hint that he could, like that something's happening, Batman is smart enough to like. There's a great comic um, where Superman gets taken over by Poison Ivy, and then Batman has Kryptonite on him and punches him. And they're like, "You just had Kryptonite on you." And Batman goes, "You don't go to Gotham. I mean, you don't go to Metropolis and not bring the ring." Like that's how Superman's his best friend. But he knows if he's going to a dinner party with Superman. He's bringing the kryptonite ring just in case he has to murder his best friend. Like, He's that's thorough. how fucked up Batman is. Yeah. Um, that's like how you, I'm, if I'm having dinner with my best friend, I bring old tweets that they wrote. I have screenshots of tweets from 2011. Just in case he goes crazy, you're like, didn't you refer to them as Indian motherfuckers once? <laughs> like, all right, sit down, Larry. Um, we could yeah. go on for a long time about this, I think. I thought it was a good script, though. I think you. I haven't seen the Snyder Cut or Justice League, but I feel like that's kind of what happens. 
That's it, right? Word for word. I heard Greg do an audible sigh when I introduced Spider-Man, though. He's like, oh, I don't know. When, when you introduced Spider-Man, you didn't hear a sigh. You heard a resounding fuck you. Uh, <laughs> that uh, wasn't me speaking. That was everything except my mouth. Just <laughs> yeah. throwing out there. Like you cocksucking. It came through your pores. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mouth didn't say those words. It came out of my eyes. <laughs> now, I meant um, to ask this earlier, completely under did you like Spider-Verse? Oh, I loved Into the Spider-Verse. That was fun. In my head, that's like as good of a, as a superhero movie could possibly get. And yeah. it is, yeah. It looked it was, like a comic book. It felt like a comic book. It was super cool. It, it was, was funny. really funny. It didn't take itself seriously, but it had a good story. And uh, that to me is like I like these live action ones, but it made it hard to watch the other Spider-Man, who I think is good. I think Tom Holland's good, and he's kind of a kid, which is fun and everything. But Spider-Verse, I thought it was like perfect. I've probably seen it five times. Yeah, the Spider-Verse was a perfect movie, but I would argue that they keep fucking up the Spider-Man movies a little bit. Like New York City is a main character in Spider-Man. So you you need to have that main That's character. That's why Woody Allen's Spider-Man is so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they just kind of keep like making spider-man they make they, those new spider-mans were good but they still are making them like teen bopping movies whereas into the spider-verse was a movie for kids but was made but adult it was like a beautifully made movie i mean it's it's the best comic book movie in it my seemed like there's a lot of thought put into everything that happened in it yeah uh, sorry Mike. Got- this was your episode and i fucking hijacked <laughs> <it>. <laughs> no i mean well, i don't i haven't seen the movie so i don't have much to say on it but i did love into the spider-verse uh, I think you were crying when we when it ended when you and I saw it together, Greg. Um, I think you. I've seen that movie fifteen times, and I have cried uncontrollably <laughs> all fifteen times. <laughs> I got the men. Right? Come on, right here, boom! Come on! I, I got them always looking at me. Mother oh, Miles and they're always here. Real oh, great. I like that. what I like about Spider Man is, and I'm not versed in superhero stuff, especially not oh. the comic version too well. His villains are great. Spider-Man's right. villains are like super normal, have to be able to be beaten by a teenager, but like also have relationships with him as right. the person a little bit. Yeah. And I like when it, the, their villains aren't always like, did you know I'm larger and buff? Like, did you know I'm, I'm here to destroy the war? Like, they, and they are kind of like Spider-Man's, he's destroying the universe, but like it, they, they have like good motivation and good relationships with Peter Parker. It's a little more grounded. And the Spider-Man. Well, well, to what you said before, Kyle, and actually what Evan, what Evan, what Evan Williams is saying right now is that, uh, I, Mike, I know your name is Mike, but for some reason, Evan came out. Uh, <laughs> DC was always really overpowered and Marvel was always more grounded. Like you were saying that DC doesn't seem as powerful, but they kind of are way like Superman's a god. Aquaman is like unbelievably strong, fast. He's Thor level. Yeah. Flash is a god. Wonder Woman is Thor. Like they're all, but Marvel's always kind of like we're more character driven and more like powers are kind of secondary. Yeah, that's kind of like, what I always thought about DC. It was like all of them were gods and then Superman could beat them up. Like that's yeah. the level that <laughs> yeah. it was. He's an extra guy. He's a double god. Yeah. Whereas, okay. uh, you know, yeah, Marvel, you live in the whole superheroes just exist in Queens. It's not, yeah. like, it's not like universe level. Everything in, in DC is like we're the universe level. We're the or the world level. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marvel's just J train superheroes. Right. <laughs> yeah. They get uh, we got um, a game that we're going to wrap up the podcast here with. We could go. This game is called Guess What Movie Trailer Kyle's Dad is Describing, having only watched a trailer and never having heard of the movie, the game. Okay. I apologize. I got to I got to I got to run. But yeah, I, I love you. Yeah, yeah. It's, you got to go. We got one, if you want to do one minute game. Um, OK. Yeah. That's fine. One minute. Sorry. Then we're out of here. You're OK. I'm trying to get us out of here by the two easy two. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so this game, my dad describes a movie trailer. He hasn't been to a movie theater since Space Jam was in theaters. So you have to guess what movie trailer he described. <laughs> Here we go. Could be any movie from ever. Okay. He has an old-timey stopwatch. He is a specialized assassin. That is a heavy-looking fun. He's standing by the corn with a gun, ready to shoot someone. A lot of quick shots of him and probably other assassins. This other guy just showed up out of nowhere. <laughs> Looks like he got away. There was gold strapped to his back. Quick shots of a gunfight in an apartment. Exciting looking stuff. A lot of quick action shots. A truck slowly flipping over. A new guy says that Time travel crap will fry your brain. Looper. Intense, <gasps> bad music. Fast wow. Shot Looper. A small kid. Looper. Looper. I was, I was going to guess that Justin Timberlake time travel. Oh, was it? Where you like buy time to live? Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter. Greg Stone, it is Looper. Wow, great job. When he said that, I went, he's doing a Bruce Willis impression. And I don't know if he, Bruce Willis even says it in the trailer, but I went, this, I feel like I'm going to go, that time travel, fry your brain. I went, that's Bruce Willis. This is Looper. I'll see you all tomorrow. All right. Greg, <laughs> thank anyway. you for being here. Mike, thank you for having never seen Justice League before and letting us yeah. know what it is. Um, if either you want to let people know where to find you and stuff like that. Greg, go first since you got to run. Uh, follow me on Twitter. My name is uh, Greg Stone underscore and Instagram Greg F Stone. I'm starting a brand new podcast soon from zero. So I'd love to have some people come and check it out. Anyway, thank you guys so much. I love you both. I do. I really literally love you both. I'll see you guys later. Thanks, Greg. Love you, pal. Um, wow, it was an effective leaving that he did. Wow, uh, he say I'm clicking the button or anything. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he was. He had it ready like a loaded gun. Um, at I am Mike Feeney on all social media. I have a uh, stand-up comedy special, Rage Against the Routine, which you could check out on YouTube for free. And I have. I have podcasts as well. Irish Goodbye podcast uh, with Mike Cannon. I also do Here's the Scenario with uh, Mike Cannon and Brendan Sagalow, where we answer hypotheticals of what ifs and all silly stuff. So, And I put out weekly videos on my social media. So check those out. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you again for having never seen Justice League. Um, yeah. And let us know what you think. Uh, thanks for being here. Come back anytime. And thanks, thanks everyone, for listening to the podcast. Uh, Jesus Christ, I've ended 200 of these and we're still doing it like this. <laughs> All right, thanks, everybody. A podcast network.